Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. Today, we're going to be talking about technology. Not just technology in the sense of, you know, the newest iPhone or the newest TV, or the newest gadget, but technology from a far deeper perspective. For those of you that have watched the show for two, two and a half years, you know that technology is one of the main veins um, of the things that we discuss here at this show. Yeah. Because I am of the belief that to understand many of the end time scriptures, you can't understand them without first understanding where technology is going to lead mankind in the years to come. Mm -hmm. That's very, very important. We're going to be looking at a couple of articles to start, it, start us off about some updates with Elon Musk's Neuralink and how they have successfully programmed a monkey's brain and that monkey is playing video games on a computer. That sounds crazy. funny, you know, a little slapstick, you know, comedy, mm -hmm. but it uh, has incredibly deep ramifications. So we're gonna be talking about all of that on the show. I want to give you an update. We found out this week that, uh, so once again, we found out that they, de they deleted our show that we did a couple of weeks ago on YouTube. It's just gone with no warning. Then last week, our channel was completely demonetized, meaning we have no ad revenue, no source of income from YouTube, and that's okay because we have other sources of income. We're not dependent, like many are, on ad revenue from YouTube. Right. But we are going to get kicked off. We are. Every week that goes by, I am thankful that we haven't been kicked off yet because there are people that watch us exclusively on YouTube that haven't... Uh, made it so that whenever we get kicked off of YouTube to watch us in another location. We're also on Facebook. You know, as you know, we're on CTN. Many of you are probably watching on CTN. But another conservative platform you need to look us up is on Rumble. Now, I've had several people reach out this week that ask me to either get on Rumble or that they can't find me on Rumble. So I'm going to do a quick little tutorial. So put, go ahead and put this up on the screen. You need to go to rumble, rumble.com. Once you're there, you will need to go to the search engine and type in Zach Drew Show. But don't hit enter yet, okay? This is where people, why people can't find us. You will need to switch it here from video to channel because we're, we're a channel, we're the Zach Drew Show channel. Once that is done, simply hit search and our channel will be right at the top. And just click it and scroll to the right to hit the subscribe button. Two more things before we go to a quick break to get back in this content. Um, I just wanna once again ask for prayer for my father-in-law, Alyssa's dad, Robert, um, who we've mentioned a few weeks ago, has a very serious liver condition and he is in dire need of a liver transplant. Yeah. Um, and it is a dire situation. We actually went to go and visit him um, earlier this month. And last week he tested positive. Actually, it was this week he tested positive for COVID-19. Hmm. Okay. So if you can just keep him in your prayers, um, I would really appreciate it. Okay. All right. And uh, what was the last thing I need to do in the intro? Okay. Yes. I just want to 
let you know. If you want to donate to the show, just go to ZachTrueShow.com. Click the bright orange donate button. It's super easy. Uh, become a recurring monthly partner. That is how we plan for the future. All right, let's go to break. We're going to come back and hit you with some heavy news. All right, so let's hit you with the news and then some analysis. Let's get into some deep technology stuff right after this, even deeper. And then the spiritual takeaway, what do Christians need to understand and know about these things? First article on the agenda, New York Post. This is an article from this week, okay? It says this, Elon Musk's uh, Neuralink could start implanting chips in human brains later this year. Elon Musk says that his neurotechnology company called Neuralink could be launching human trials later this year. Musk shared the news in response to a Twitter user who said he'd be willing to participate in the human trials, which would implant an artificial intelligence uh, chip in humans' brains in hopes they could control technology just by thinking. Well, that's just absolutely crazy. That could never happen. Well, it actually already is and I'll show that to you. Uh, the Twitter user Hamoon Kamai wrote, I was in a car accident 20 years ago and have been paralyzed from the sh uh, shoulders ever since. Uh, I'm always available for clinical studies at Neuralink. In which Elon Musk replied, Neuralink is working super hard to ensure implant safety and is in close communication with the FDA. If things go well, we might be able to do initial human trials trials later this year. All right. And actually, um, actually in 2019, he estimated that they could get it done in 2020, um, but he wasn't expecting a global pandemic. None of us were. Mm -hmm. um, so this this really could happen this year. That's right. So here's another article from this week. Elon Musk says he wired up a monkey's brain to play video games. Elon Musk says one of his startups has a monkey with wires going into its brain that's able to play video games. He's a happy monkey, said Musk, the chief executive officer of electronic vehicle maker Tesla. Um, it says here, we have a monkey with a wireless implant in their skull with tiny wires who can play video games with his mind. You can see where the implant is and he's, you can't see where the implant is and he's a happy monkey. Musk explained that the goal with the brain linking technology is addressing brain and spinal injuries and making up people's lost capacity with an implanted chip. There are primitive versions of this device with wires sticking out of your head, but it's like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires that go into your brain, wires that you can't even see and that's actually an update from their initial design because their initial design had a piece of of equipment that was outside of your head this they've been able already uh within the course of a year and a half to make it so small that it will fit inside your skull and it will be completely un not visible yeah so i mean before we go on we just you just need to understand that neuralink has created a device that's incredibly small that they have successfully hooked up to a monkey's brain and what just simply, it registers brain activity, just waves, okay? Neurons firing to different places within that monkey's brain. So it is able to take wavelengths and know 
what that monkey is thinking. Yeah. Now, we're not going to get into it now. We're going to save this probably for another show. There are already devices that do not go within your head, but atop your head that can read uh, the letters that you're thinking in your mind. And it knows what songs you're listening to in your mind by which neurons are firing, okay? And this isn't some backroom web chat that we're getting this information from. This is right. from a multi-billion dollar company that we're not going to get into at this moment. So Elon Musk has been successful in reading a monkey's brain, human trials coming later this year. Yeah. This isn't your crazy Uncle Ed, we all have one, <laughs> telling you what he has read on some deep web outlet that has zero credibility and is simply written by somebody else's more crazy Uncle Ed. Yeah. These stories that we just read for you, th this is not conspiracy. This is the man, the creator of this, is the founder and owner of Tesla as well valued on Wall Street in January to be worth $773 billion, the company. He's the founder and chairman of SpaceX, which is creating a web of satellites right now around the world like nothing we have ever seen. He's the founder and owner of Neuralink and is the richest human being on the planet. As of last month, he used to be tied with second with Bill Gates. And as of last month, he passed up Jeff Bezos of Amazon, the richest man in all of the world who owns some of the most profitable, most cutting edge companies is developing chips for your brain with the hopes of human trial at the end of this year. Should you pay attention to this? I think you should. I think you probably should, right? Yeah, it's okay. noteworthy. <laughs> yeah. Now, the stated purpose of Neuralink as far as their short-term goals, yeah. because they like to promote their short-term goals, because if they started promoting out the wazoo their long-term goals, well, people are going to be a little bit more reserved to right. it, okay? So the short-term goals are to treat various serious brain disorders such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, then to move from there to help amputees uh, and restore the ability to see, talk, and listen. But Elon Musk has made it on a few different occasions abundantly clear that his overall ambition, what he would like to achieve with Neuralink more than anything else, is for humans to merge with artificial intelligence. Yeah. To be symbiotic. Am I saying that word right? Yeah. Symbiotic with artificial intelligence. Watch this clip. This is from uh, Joe Rogan podcast, had Elon Musk on. This was, this was from a while ago. But just to reiterate this point, this is what Elon Musk had to say about Neuralink. And you feel like this is decades away or years away from being too late. If you have this fatalistic attitude and you yeah. feel like it's going, we're in a, almost like a doomsday countdown. 
it's not necessarily a doomsday countdown. It's it's a out of control pe- countdown. Out of control. Yeah, people call it the singularity, and uh, that's that's probably a good way to think about it. It's, it's a singularity. It's hard to predict, like a black hole. What what happens past the event horizon? Right. So of, once it's implemented, it's very difficult because it it will once be the able to out of the bottle. What's right. going to happen? And it will be able to improve itself. Pro- yes. That's where it gets spooky, right? The idea that it can do thousands of years of innovation very, very quickly. Yeah. And then we'll be just ridiculous. Ridiculous. We will be like this ridiculous biological thing trying to stop the gods. No, stop. We like, we like living with a finite lifespan and, and watching you know, Norman Rockwell paintings. It could be terrible and it could be great. It's not clear. Right. But one thing is for sure, we will not control it. Do you think that it's likely that we will merge somehow or another with this sort of technology and it'll augment what we are now? Or do you think it will replace us? Well, that's the scenario. The the, the merge scenario with AI is the one that seems like probably the best. For us. Yes. Like if you if you can't beat it, join it. That's <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so from a long term existential standpoint, that's like the purpose of Neuralink is to create a high bandwidth interface to the brain such that we can be symbiotic with AI because we have a bandwidth problem. You just can't communicate through your fingers. It's too slow. Now, if if we do have a third layer, which is the AI extension of yourself, that is also symbiotic. Um, And there's enough bandwidth between the cortex and the AI extension of yourself such that the AI doesn't de de facto separate. Then that could be a good outcome. That could be quite a positive outcome for the future. So instead of replacing us, it will radically change our capabilities. Yes. It will, it will enable anyone who wants to have superhuman cognition. Well, there you go. There's Elon Musk. And, um, you know, it's always really important to find out what's happening with Elon Musk's companies by listening to what Elon Musk has to say, not the press releases that his company gives out. Uh, because Elon Musk is just going to shoot absolutely straight with you. And there you have it. He said that the the goal is to merge with artificial intelligence because there's two streams of thought in the, in the tech community. Um, that in the age of singularity, which he mentioned that word, which is very important, we're going to get into, but just really quickly, singularity simply just means in a, in a nutshell, when AI... Artificial intelligence far surpasses uh, the human brain as far as IQ, okay? And so he mentioned that. That in the age of singularity, uh, the two streams of thoughts are this. Either you merge with AI or you just let AI, you know, continue to merge on its own and become an existential threat according to Elon. So Elon's like, it's inevitable that the technology is going to be created. So we might as well merge with that. 
You never have to guess where Elon stands on an issue. He tells you, like I said, he tells you forthright. And I appreciate it. Whenever he's not supposed to, it defies his board, which has even been on some of the stages with him as he releases details that he's not supposed to, and it's, it's hilarious. You know, he's really one of the few that have actually warned us about the future of AI. He's, he tried and has tried for many years to uh, regulate the development of AI because that's what he's fearful of. It's totally unregulated. It's like the Wild West. You can do whatever you want. An unregulated AI is a potential danger to mankind, according to him. But regulation hasn't been put into place. And by the time it is, he feels like it will be too late. Um, and, and like I said, that's why he thinks it would be better to have AI within us rather than compete with us. And, and it goes sour. I think, I think his solution is wrong, obviously. I think that chips in the brain, augmented humans are something that we should not be doing. Um, that we shouldn't merge with AI. But he knows that AI will one day reach singularity. Merge with it or have it stare at you. That's the two options. Um, and I want to say this too. I, I, I legitimately, I, I like Elon. I think he's misguided, but he's, I like him. He's very interesting. And I, and I really do hope that he responds to the gospel within his lifetime. Um, He's a lover of truth, I can tell you that. I mean, he seems to be a lover of truth above all else. It's just that the truth, truth without the compass of the Holy Spirit guiding us will ultimately lead us into a wrong direction. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And in my opinion, Elon, while misguided, lives in stark contrast to those like Mark Zuckerberg and at Facebook or, or Google's Alphabet who wants to use AI to alter elections, to control you, to get advantage of every aspect of your life. While Musk, he's honest. He, he's a truth seeker who, who tells it how he believes it ought to be told. And I'm just praying that Elon would, would come to know Jesus. He, he's searching for truth. I just, we should just pray that, that he finds it. Listen, I want to talk about uh, a little bit. You need to understand what the term singularity is means okay so there's a guy by the name of ray kurzweil if you're not into things that i'm into then you might have never heard of ray kurzweil but he's a very famous man he's the director of engineering at google okay so he's no joke either now it's also important to understand that google sought him it wasn't the other way around that's also important and he's known in the tech community as sort of a nostradamus of technology okay um with wildly accurate predictions. Now, I just want to stop and say that Ray Kurzweil is not a Christian and Nostradamus was not a Christian, but I am of the belief that God instills certain gifts inside of, of everybody at birth, in concep at conception, within the, within the womb. And he has created people to be pastors to be teachers, to be apostles, to be prophets, to be, did I already say evangelists? No. Evangelists. He's created them. And they can either serve with the gifts that God has given them to serve and aid the body of Christ for the edification thereof, or use it for themselves. 
and ultimately only benefiting the kingdom of Satan. So I absolutely do uh, believe that, you know, if you were an evangelist, you know, you were created to be an evangelist, I think that you're going to be a really great uh, winner of people, maybe a great salesman of sorts. I think that if you were going to be a pastor, you're probably really great at uh, coordination and, and a fantastic communicator. I think that if God had created you to be a prophet, you have uh, a certain just, you just kind of see things before they happen. Maybe it's on Wall Street. You can see certain trends and, and pinpoint it. Or, you know, maybe you are a palm reader and a psychic. I think that psychics and palm readers do hear things and they're using the gifts that God gave them for evil and satanic purposes. Do you agree with that? You don't know. I mean, I, 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 I really do. I mean, magic is real. I well, absolutely believe it is. I mean, I well, mean, magic is, is real for what, sure. What they, what they deem as magic is real. I mean, think about, uh, think about Moses and Aaron standing before Pharaoh, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they were performing miracles through God. God was performing miracles through them. Yes. Rather. Okay. And then what did the magicians and sorcerers do? They were able to replicate those miracles, uh, uh, several of them. Mm -hmm. And they were able to do it. They were able to take a stick and throw it to the ground and it turned into a snake. Yeah. That's real power. That's biblical. But they're, but they're using it for evil. In the same way, well, you know, what did uh, what did Saul do? Saul sought the prophet and he summoned the dead. He summoned the dead. Yeah. So witchcraft, evil, it, it, it is possible. And people are people use the gifts for the kingdom of Satan. So I think that Ray Kurzweil has absolutely uh, predicted some things. And I yeah. think that he simply uses his gifts for the enemy. So yeah. listen, when the internet was just emerging, he said he saw that it would create a world where computers beat us at our own games. Wireless communication would be widespread and technology would be embedded into nearly every aspect of our lives. Something that at that time was totally ridiculous to say, absolutely silly, and to the wild majority, completely unreachable. Yeah. And that's one of many things that Ray Kurzweil has, has uh, predicted. And he believes that we will see the age of singularity. Singularity in the tech world is whenever artificial intelligence far surpasses that of human intelligence. Yeah. Let me read this article for you. You see in physics, the singularity is a point where gravity is so intense that even space and time begin to break down. Think of, well, not the Big Bang, that's ridiculous, but think of a black hole. This has become a metaphor to describe what will happen when AI surpasses human intelligence. Kurzweil says this tipping point will happen by 2045. Once AI is smarter than humans, it will only continue to improve itself. While many people fear this future, 
evil computers, robots are rogue, AI enslaving humans. Kurzweil suggests that human beings will benefit by surpassing our biological limits for intelligence. That's a scary thing to say. Yeah. Surpassing our biological limits for intelligence. This technological singularity will be a pivotal shift that could be terrifying or thrilling, depending on your outlook. Kurzweil is an optimistic futurist, and his views have helped shift the perception of the technological singularity away from a science fiction horror scenario toward a better life for humans and machi machines, Birch. I, I think I'm kind of still stuck in that uh, horror scenario, personally. Yeah. <laughs> in Kurzweil's future, AI will be so smart that it will come up with ideas that mere humans can't even comprehend. He suggests that this brilliant AI could solve all of our problems, including medical problems. It sounds like something that people would worship. Yeah. Instead of being afraid that technology will turn on us, Ray Kurzweil is excited about the potential to expand our intelligence. In the future, human mind, the human mind won't be limited to the biological brain. Someday, perhaps in 2045, our most profound thoughts could be triggered by a nanobot and uploaded into the cloud for eternity. And, and for a lot of people, this stuff sounds so far into the future. It sounds so out of reach. Um, but I think a lot of people don't even realize how much we have progressed with AI already. I mean, there's machines on Wall Street where the people who created the machines don't even know what formulas those machines are using mm -hmm. because the AI in those machines have... Uh, Developed in such a way. And developed themselves mm -hmm. that, that they don't even know what formulas they're using. And, you know, like, like Ray Kurzweil predicted, machines have, have beat people at basically every game that there is on Earth. And what I'm saying is that, listen, I'm not as smart as these guys, but I am, I have enough self-awareness, and I hope you do too, to realize that these guys know more about technology than you do, and I do, yeah. and they get it. Once again, this is the richest man in the world. Elon Musk. One of the most powerful men in the world. And Ray Kurzweil, the director of engineering for Google, and, and these are just two that we've decided to focus on. There isn't a, I mean, whether it is at, at Facebook, whether it is at Alphabet and Google, whether it is at Apple, there are stories like this in, through in every single one of these major tech companies that all have the exact same vision of the future. Yeah. You see, uh, whenever I, I was, a, I was a, uh, whenever I worked at True News, um, I was what they called a correspondent for Next Tech News. Traveled to many places to learn about the future of technology. Okay, so this isn't just this isn't just things that I've just simply read online. Okay, we were there to hear about, you know, the very first time that robots with any true intelligence were unveiled to the public. Part of the team was in Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, to, to be to witness that, whenever Masayoshi Sun. That's his name is Masayoshi Sum, richest man in Japan, talked about uh, the super intelligence being reached in Barcelona, Spain. Part of the team was there. There were about, um, and just so you know, I want to say this because, because people put value with dollars, okay? And whether that's right or wrong, that's just how the world works. Mm -hmm. So I want you to know that these comments we were going to were not cheap okay 
It wasn't just like your average Joe that liked technology could just go and join the conference. Now, we had a special, I'm not gonna get into the details, but we had a special pass because we were considered a certain type of media, all right? And we were able to get in there and uh, to be quite frank with you, totally under the radar. And totally under the radar, okay? And because if they would ever have looked into how we reported about them once we left the conferences, they would not have let us continue. Going yeah, they wouldn't have liked what you said. <laughs> but uh, these conferences, I mean, some of them, if you were a regular attendee, they'd be two, three, four, five thousand dollars for a two-day conference. I mean, yeah. I mean, you were listening to the executives of the biggest companies, whether it was tech companies or, you know, the CFO or the you know the the of uh, COO of of Coca-Cola. I mean, major, major players in this game. There were about seven or eight of us that traveled uh, to different countries, um, spread out between all of us. It was, you know, Beijing, Hong Kong, South Korea, London, Spain, Switzerland, uh, places in the U.S. as well, like Vegas, uh, Silicon Valley, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and some of the team was at the Mobile World Con Congress in Barcelona, Spain when Masayoshi Sun took the stage and spoke about the future age of singularity. And it is, it was fascinating. Uh, I did not go on that trip. We had all the footage, a little bit about Masayoshi Sun and what he believes is coming. Masayoshi Sun is the richest man in Japan. It actually goes, well, it's always reversed. He, he goes the richest, the second richest, and so whatever it is at this current hour, I don't know. But he's either the richest or second richest man in all of Japan right now. He owns every microchip and 99.9% .9 of every single phone in the world. Okay? That's not concerning. Yeah, they are. <laughs> he, it, how it's described is he's the architect. He designs the chips, and then he gives this architectural plan to these companies, um, Apple uh, and Android and so on and so forth. And I say 99.9% .9 because there, I, look, I found that there was some weird brand of phone that you've never heard of in your life, and they use a different type of chip. I might get one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he also leads the Vision Fund, which started in 2018 after they raised $100 billion of, I mean, liquid cash okay it's not like they had they are worth 100 billion dollars like tesla's valued at 772 billion but that's kind of speculative because if they sold everything I and mean, what's their true value right. it's probably one fifth of that maybe mm -hmm. okay so this isn't that they actually raised physically 100 billion dollars um, a lot of it coming from saudi arabia a little concerning um and they've raised even more since that that was simply in 2018 with the sole purpose of investing into artificial intelligence uh, in to get to singularity. Uh, he owns ARM, which I already said, which is the, the microchip company. Um, now, there is something, I just wanna, if you look into this, there is something, and I, and I will have to follow up on this, but there may be a deal between uh, Masayoshi-san and NVIDIA, because NVIDIA has shown interest in acquiring arm for a potential $40 billion deal. Masayoshi son at the conference, and he has said this on multiple times now, but by the year 2029, 
2029, he believes that artificial intelligence will be equal to man. Okay? Now understand, this isn't just a computing, well, Google knows more than me because I'll ask it something in the search engine, it'll tell me. No, 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 no. I'm talking about actually to be able to think, reason, and process, to create, to literally be like that of a human being, to develop on their own. And I understand by 2029. some people's hesitation when you say something like that. Well, I, I understand it because this was my hesitation when I heard this um, for the first time. And I have sort of come come around. <laughs> but but my hesitation was God created us. God imbued us with souls and and made us eternal. How could anyone make anything that could replicate and mirror, you know, the the, the power of God? Um, that was that was my first impression of hearing something like that. Um, and in you know, I don't know exactly all of the specifics. I, you know, I don't believe that they'll have human souls, but I think of the Tower of Babel when God dispersed uh, the people of the world and confused their tongues because he said that if they were able to do this, then there's nothing that they won't be able to accomplish together. Um, what does that mean? You yeah. know? Yeah, Where's yeah. the limit on that? If God is saying there's nothing they wouldn't be able to accomplish. That's right. I don't know where that line is. That's right. And um, and we, we've we seen nothing yet. Even what you're describing at is, at it, is what would take place in the year 2029. Right. But that's not singularity. Singularity, these futurists believe it could come 2045 or sooner. Masayoshi is around the 2040 mark. And who knows, it could come sooner, I don't know. But singularity is the day where AI far surpasses that of the intelligence of man. Masayoshi said, uh, said that he believes that AI, 2040, singularity, would have an IQ of 10,000. And then he went on to say, as compared to someone like Albert Einstein, who possibly could have had an IQ up to 200. Mm -hmm. 10,000 to 200. And he also said, just to put this in there as well, that by the year 2035, there will be one trillion connected devices to the internet. That would boil down to almost uh, 150 connected devices per person in the world. So put that in perspective. In the entire world right now, I remember connected devices, that is what ga gather data, process it, store it, and watch watches all of our movements. Mm -hmm. Right now, there are 7 billion connected devices in the world, 7 billion. By the year 2035, they believe that there'll be 1 trillion. That's a 14,185% increase in the next 15 years, 14 actually, by 2035. And then in that day, everything will be connected. Masayoshi's son says this, a trillion connected devices, including you, all feeding data in real time to what he called a global brain. 
the whole world will be connected through a web of LEO satellites, which stands for Low Earth Orbiting Satellites, which Elon Musk is creating right now. And the connected devices will be able to gather and, and process data in real time throughout the entire world and send it to a global brain in the cloud. And the global this brain is, is, is not so far off. I mean, we've covered uh, a number of programs. One is called Sentient um, by the NRO, and then the other one's called Kairos by DARPA. And they're doing that already. They're, they're trying to basically centralize all of the information that they're gathering from these LEO satellites. Mm -hmm. They want total control of us, okay? They want absolute total control of us. That's why they want to connect everything. That's why, that's why they want to have all of our, our data and be able to monitor us at all time because it spells absolute control for the people in power. So what we're talking about is a future thing. This is 15, 20 years away. And that's why I really do believe, and you have to go and watch our other shows. I believe that, and the Lord could come back at any time. I believe in the imminent, imminent return of Jesus Christ. Yeah. He could come back at any time. But I am of the belief that I do not think he's going to come back for probably the next 20 years. Because, and he, like I said, go back and watch other shows. Because I'll explain, I've explained many different end time scriptures whenever it concerns the Antichrist and even what he is able to do. And even seemingly giving life unto a statue. These certain things are literally what the tech elites are working for right now. And it couldn't happen unless uh, the technology had gotten to that point. Yeah. And that's why, here's something I want to tell to the, to the body of Christ. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. Now, someone like Chuck Missler, he analyzes, or he, his uh, takeaway from that scripture is that Jesus is absolutely specific and, and, and purposeful in mentioning that. And everything, when Jesus comes back, will be like it was in the days of Noah. From political, economic, from spiritual, the sin, the, the radical sin, sin like uh, never before, it will be as it was in the days of Noah, the coming of the Son of Man. And the thing is this. Another interesting thing is that many scholars believe that there was around 8 billion people or so on the earth whenever destruction came by the flood in Noah's day. Because they lived eight, 900 years old, they multiplied so quickly that there was actually that many people. So just interesting similarities. But in Noah's day, it has been said that technology was so advanced because of the interbreeding between the fallen angels and the women in Genesis 6 records this, yeah. the Nephilim, that technology was indistinguishable from magic. That's how far technology had come thousands and thousands of years ago. How interesting. And Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. Yeah. Whenever you read these things, the, and you can just read history books of that time, you know, things that they have found in Egypt, like they had light bulbs. And, I mean, uh, and they were able to, I'm not going to get into it because it just sounds too crazy. But like we just said, I'll just keep with, in that time period, technology was so advanced that it was indistinguishable from magic. We're not there yet, but we're heading in that direction. We're totally out of time. I, I just want to say this one last thing. Revelation 13, 16 and 17. This is the clear aspect this, of, of the mark of the beast. 
He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their forehead or on their right hand, and that no one may buy or sell anything except for those who have the mark uh, or the name of the beast or the number of his name. How would they be able to monitor everybody in the world? Yeah. Probably through a, a web of LEO satellites and one trillion connected devices in the age of singularity, whenever they have an intelligence that of 10,000 being able to read, process, and analyze all data in real time and send it to a global brain. These are the elites saying this. Mm -hmm. It's not just me. But as a Christian who reads the word, I see where this is heading. The chip is furthering Satan's kingdom of a false heaven on earth. Satan wants to be like God and to be worshipped. There is a demonic parallel of the end times. God will demonstrate his seal of sovereignty and, and by, by displaying his ownership over his children with a seal, a mark in the end times, it says in the scripture. Well, Satan is going to do the exact same thing. Even in the end times, there's a false trinity. There is Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. That is a demonic upside-down parallel mm -hmm. of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Satan will be all-knowing through complete connectivity. Whenever everything is connected in the age of singularity, when AI has an IQ of superintelligence, and everything you see has a chip recording data in real time sent to the global brain, this anti the Antichrist will know essentially when a sparrow falls to the ground and the number of hairs on your head, godlike. And as you have heard today, the promises even of Neuralink sound eerily similar to the work of our Lord, of our Lord Jesus. Neuralink promises to give sight to the blind, that the deaf will again hear, that the lame will again walk. Those oppressed from schizophrenia, seizures, autism, or any other brain disorder will be healed. But in whose name? It won't be in God's name. They're creating a demonic parallel. Yeah. And it's, and it's you need to be informed about this. You need to be in your prayer closet about this. And you need to spread this type of information so that the body of Christ is not caught unaware that we, we can see the times coming in the same way, the end of times coming, in the same way we can see a, a big storm coming in. Well, you can't see a big storm coming in if your eyes are closed and you're in a basement. You got to be outside looking up. That's what we have to be as Christians. We need to be looking up. When are you going to return, Lord? And, and seeing this, the, what's happening throughout the world. We are totally out of time for this week. Uh, please, if you want to stand with us, we, we have lost some recurring monthly donors because there are uh, experiencing some financial hardships right now. So uh, as far as our monthly recurring partners, 
um, we would need we do need more of those. So if you want to help us, go to ZachTrueShow.com, click the bright orange donate button. You can give online, or it'll tell you how to donate uh, through the mail through IGBY PO Box seven nine seven. Decatur, Illinois, 62525. We'll see you next week.